Take your Bibles this morning, if you will, and let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. I want to read two verses uh, out of this scripture this morning and just share with you what God has laid on our heart. Uh, Mike Grizzle said in his prayer a little bit ago, he mentioned about the hope uh, that we have. And uh, that's what God has laid on our heart this morning, is our hope uh, as a child of God. And we'll say some things about that uh, in a little bit. But uh, in First Thessalonians chapter number 4, I want to read two verses. And if you're able to do so, would you stand for the reading of God's Word uh, this morning? The Apostle Paul, inspired of the Holy Spirit, sent these words to the church at Thessalonica. Uh, Some of them were concerned because their loved ones had passed. And they were concerned about, you know, what now uh, in regards uh, to that. But I want you to listen to these words. And it's verses 13 and 14. And uh, uh, just pray for the next few minutes if you would. The Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, or those that have died. It says, That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Notice that. It says, Others which have no hope. And it says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, Even so, them also which sleep or have died in Jesus will God bring with him. And think about this for a moment. How often have you heard, or maybe you've even made the statement, that you just don't see how anybody can go through anything uh, without the Lord? You know, we face things in our lives. Jennifer just sang uh, concerning Job, and you go back and uh, study the book of Job, and you'll find that none of us have faced uh, the things that that Job uh, faced. But he made this statement. He says, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Regardless of all of that, he says, blessed be the name of of the Lord. He continued uh, to worship God, continued uh, to praise God, uh, continued to thank God uh, for all of His goodness and all of His blessings. I want you to think about our hope uh, this morning uh, as we look into the Word of God. There are those that have no hope. And the Scripture talks about that, uh, that I read. He said that you sorrow not uh, as others which have no hope. And we wonder and we scratch our heads about, about, you know, how people can face what they face and how people can deal just with everyday life without Him. And there's a lot of people that have no hope. But I'm so thankful this morning for our hope. And we want to share that uh, with you today from God's Word. Let's pray together. God, our Heavenly Father, as we come in Your presence this morning, God, we realize that as we gather here, God, as Your children, Lord, we come this morning desiring to worship You, to worship You in spirit and in truth. 
And God, as we gather in your house, I pray, God, that our hearts and our minds would be focused upon you. Speak to us, Lord, through your word today. May we be encouraged and strengthened. And God, I pray for those, God, in our midst that don't yet know you as their Lord and Savior. God, I pray that this might be the day and the hour that you would speak to their hearts and draw them to you that they would be saved by your grace. We thank you, God, for this place. And we realize this is holy ground that we stand upon. And God, help us, Lord, I pray. God, just to be your spokesman and your mouthpiece and share what you've laid on our heart for the glory of God. And we love you and we thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. It says that you sorrow not as others which have no hope. If you'll go back in the Old Testament, I'm going to give you a few of these. Uh, This is uh, something that you could spend a lot of time on when you think about hope. But in the Old Testament, written in Hebrew, the Bible tells us in several places the word hope is used in the Old Testament. And I looked up the meaning of those Old Testament words that are translated uh, into our English language, the word hope. And the meaning of those, the word hope, In the Old Testament, six times it's used as confidence, the meaning confidence. Two times it's used, hope is used as a refuge. In 32 times, the word hope, the meaning of it is expectation, expecting this to take place. 22 times the word hope has the meaning of waiting. Waiting, 22 times in the Old Testament. Three times the word hope is used to wait or to look for. One time it's used to be confident. One time it's used to stay, the meaning stay. One time it's mean to lean are to trust the word hope. And, the, and one time it's, it's used as wait with hope. And that's just a few of the times that the word is hope, hope is used uh, in the Old Testament. Now when you come over into the New Testament, and you begin studying Scripture in the New Testament in Greek, we find that the word hope in the Greek language... The word is translated into the English language, hope. And the meaning being just simply this, hope. Forty-eight times you'll find that in the New Testament. Ten times you'll find the Greek translated into our English word, hope, ten times. And also, one time uh, in the New Testament, uh, the Greek word translated into hope means to hope for. And so when we look at this scripture, 
the Bible has given us here in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, he says that you saw or not, even as others which have no hope. And that word hope means hope. That's what it means, the, the, the original language. Uh, it means hope. If you were here last Sunday evening, we tried to bring a, a message last Sunday evening on the importance of the gospel and just what the gospel is and the importance of the gospel. And I'm going to give you just a little bit of what we looked at uh, last Sunday evening uh, as we go on uh, with this. If you'll turn in your Bibles, and I want you to turn there with me and read these verses uh, that we're going to look at uh, this morning very briefly. In the book of Romans, chapter number 1, and we're thinking about the importance of the gospel or just how important the gospel is in regard to our hope. The Bible says in, in Romans chapter number 1, in verse 15, the apostle Paul, inspired of the Holy Spirit, penned these words down and he makes this statement. He says, so as much as in me is... He says, I am, notice this, as much as in me am, uh, is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. And he says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Think about the importance of the gospel. Think about how important it was uh, for you if you're saved uh, here today. How important it was for you to hear the gospel. There's so many people in our country today. There's so many people around the world today. There's so many people that are sitting in church on church pews today across this land and around the world that have never heard a clear presentation of the gospel. They've never heard it. But I don't tell you what, there's churches on every corner right here in the southeastern part of the United States known as the Bible Belt. Uh, there's a church on every corner. There's churches within walking distance of where we live. But there's so many people today that have never heard a clear presentation of the gospel message. I remember years ago we were visiting and visited in, in this community, and, and some other guys were with me. We went up to a house, and we began to talk uh, with some people in the house, in their home, began to talk to them about the Word of God, and about Christ, and about how that God loved us, that He gave His only begotten Son, uh, that whosoever uh, believeth in Him uh, should not perish, but have everlasting life, and how that God loved us so much that He sent His Son, uh, the sinless, spot a Lamb of God uh, to die for our sin on the cross of Calvary and that He didn't remain dead, uh, but He rose from the grave and our hope uh, is built upon Him. And that woman made this statement there in her home. Uh, she says, I've never heard that before. I've never heard that before. And I will tell you, this lady, that lady uh, lived within walking distance of this church. 
in walking distance of this church. It would amaze us this morning to know how many people that we go to school with, that we work alongside, maybe that live next door to us, or maybe are in our own family that have never heard a clear presentation of the gospel. It would amaze us. You see, the gospel is important. The Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He said, because it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes it. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. That covers everybody. And he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And he told them in verse 15, he says, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. I want to ask you a question this morning. We gather in the house of God. We sing the songs like we've sung this morning. We sung about it's still the blood that saves from sin. I want to ask you a question this morning. Do we really believe? Do we really believe that it's through the blood of Jesus that we're redeemed? Do we really believe this morning that Jesus Christ and the gospel is the only hope for a lost man, woman, boy, or girl? Do we really and truly believe that this morning? I'll tell you what I do. I've banked my eternal salvation. I've banked my eternal salvation upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. How important is the gospel? If you go to 1 Corinthians 15, read those first four verses. You'll find the Apostle Paul in writing to the church at Corinth uh, says this. He talks to them about what he had preached to them and what uh, he he had brought before them. And he makes this statement. Listen to what it said here. He says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received. He says, and wherein ye stand, by which also you're saved. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you've believed in vain. He says, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And that He was buried and He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. There's power uh, in the gospel. Notice what He says here. He says, I declare unto you. It's just like that that Paul was there. And it's just like that he put his hands up uh, to his mouth and he began to declare uh, the good news, uh, the wonderful news, and share the great news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, I declare unto you the gospel. And he says, which I preached unto you. I've thought a lot about 
Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And I thought about how that the eunuch was reading from the book of Isaiah. And you know the story and how that, that God told uh, Philip to go and join himself uh, to the chariot that that eunuch was in. And they came up, he was reading there, and, the, and the, uh, Philip asked him, he said, Dost thou understandest what thou readest? And he says, How can I except some man uh, should guide me? And the Bible said he took from the same Scripture and he preached, just like Paul talked about, that he preached the gospel uh, unto, unto those at Corinth. And he took, he took that same Scripture Philip did and preached unto him Jesus. And I love this Scripture. It is a wonderful uh, Scripture. The Bible says they came up on a body of water. And the eunuch looked at Philip and said, I said, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? And he said, if thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. Now notice this. He had preached unto him Jesus. It wasn't his opinion. It wasn't what he thought about anything. He preached unto him Jesus. And he said, what hinders me from being baptized? And he said, if thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And the eunuch says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I want to tell you this. The gospel of Jesus Christ is important. The gospel of Jesus Christ, it is necessary. Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning is essential. Uh, if a person's going to be saved by the grace of God, they've got to hear the gospel message. They've got to hear what God's Word says. Paul says, I declare, I preached... And he says, which also you have received. Amen. That eunuch received the message that Philip had preached unto him. He had preached unto him Jesus. And if people will receive the message of Jesus Christ and His love for us, they too can be saved by God's grace. Even those that have no hope. Think about this. Those that have no hope can have hope uh, in Christ. But they need to hear uh, that gospel message. And he says, which you've received. He says, by which also you're saved. If you're saved this morning, you heard the gospel. You heard the message of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have heard that message. And he says this, he says, which you've received, and wherein ye stand. You know, I'm glad this morning as a child of God that you and I that are saved by God's grace, we have something to stand on. We have something to stand on. Do you remember when Jesus asked the question? He said, who do people say that I the Son of Man am? And they said, well, some of them say you're John the Baptist. Some of them say you're Jeremiah. Some of them say you're one of the prophets. And he said, but who do you say that I am? 
And I want to tell you this, the way you answer this question will determine where you spend eternity. Peter said this. He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah. He said, Flesh and blood hadn't revealed this to you. He says, But my Father, which is in heaven, He's revealed this to you. And He said, Thou art Peter, little stone. Upon this rock, and that rock is Christ. Amen. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And he says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church of Jesus Christ, he's the foundation. The Bible says no other foundation can be laid than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. The church of Jesus Christ that's made up of every born-again, blood-washed child of God is built on Christ. It's not built on man. It's not built on some preacher. It's not built on some thought. It's not built on some denomination. It's not built on any of those things. It's built upon the Lord Jesus Christ and the church that He has built and the church that He's building. Uh, the Bible says the gates of hell uh, shall not prevail against it. There's a lot of things wrong uh, in the professing churches of 2023. But I want to tell you what, there's not one single thing wrong uh, with the church that Jesus Christ has built and purchased with His own blood. I'm glad I'm a part of that. Now, I'm a member of Mount Vernon Baptist Church. But that ain't going to get me to heaven. You know what, Will? The blood of Jesus Christ. His blood. Through faith in what He's done for me. You see, I heard the gospel. If you're saved, you heard the gospel message. Over in Romans chapter number 10, the Bible says this. He says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That's the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, it says, Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart... Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich in all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen to this. How then shall they call on him who they not believed? How shall they believe in him who they not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they've not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? 
So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's necessary. It's needful for people to hear the gospel message. He says, but I say, have they not all heard? Yes, verily, their sound went out in all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I'll provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not, I was made manifest unto them that ask not after me. But to Israel he saith, all day long, I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. We live in the best time that's ever been. In the dispensation of grace. Ephesians 2.1 tells us, it says, for by grace, or in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Brian, if you and I could have worked, we couldn't have done enough. If we'd have tried to do the very best, and many have tried to do their very best, it's still not enough. But you know what is enough? What is sufficient? Is the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood. His blood. The Bible says that we're not redeemed. And I'm glad it's that way. That we're not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. The Bible tells us this in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, says this. I'm going to be done in just a minute. It says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Always be ready to give a man an answer for the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. There are those today that you and I meet on a daily basis that are without hope and without God in this world. And we scratch our head and we say, well, how can they even go through a day without Him? How can we face the things that we face every day without Him? I'm glad for the hope that I have in Jesus Christ. And you see, it all came about because one day <clears throat> I heard the gospel. Not with just my ears, 
but with my heart. And when God's Word goes from here to here, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Just like Philip told the eunuch, if thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In the old church hymnal, there's a song in here, and I promise you I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to read you these words. And the title of it is, My Hope is Built. Listen, I believe the writer of this was inspired to pin these words down. And it says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils His lovely face, I rest upon His unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, His covenant, His blood, Support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, He then is all my hope and stay. The chorus says, On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Aren't you glad this morning for our hope that we have in Jesus Christ. When things come our way and things happen, He says, Sorrow not as others which have no hope. Because if you're saved by God's grace, you have hope in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. Thank God for that hope that we have in Christ. Bobby, if y'all will come. And let's have a time of invitation. We want to stand to our feet. Think about this this morning for a moment. You may be here in this building. And you may have sat here this morning. You say, I'm one of those that are sitting here right now without hope. When things cave in and things happen, I have nowhere to go because I am without hope. If this should be my last day on earth, I know where I'd be because I am without hope and without God in this world. And then on the other hand, you may be here, you may be a child of God. How wonderful it is. Think about this. How wonderful it is that we can go and tell the good news to those that have no hope. We can take that gospel message. We can take the Word of God. 
We can take the message of His death, His burial, and His resurrection. We can take the message of God so loved the world, and I'm part of that world. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever, that's me, believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. And I'd have that hope that only comes in Jesus Christ. You may be standing here today. You may be a young person. And you may, you may think, well, I'm doing all right. I don't have any problems. I don't have anything to worry about. I'm going to tell you this. There will come a day that every single one of us will stand before God. It's going to happen. It will happen. And we'll stand before the Lord as our Savior and Lord. Or we'll stand before Him as our judge. We're going to hear either well done thou good and faithful servant enter thou into the joy of thy Lord or we're going to hear the words depart from me I never knew you what will it be? what will it be? you know what changes all of that? is the gospel the message of the gospel the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ Put your faith in Christ. It's not man. It's not what man can do. But it's what God has already done through His Son, Jesus. We sung about the redemption. I'm redeemed through the blood. We sung about that. The price has already been paid. And it's been paid in full. It was paid at Calvary. There was enough blood of Jesus shed at Calvary to pay for the sin of every man, woman, boy, or girl that come to Him by faith. The Bible said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. A gift becomes ours when we receive it. Maybe you're here this morning need to receive Christ come to him this morning maybe you're here this morning you've got folks that are not saved you've got friends, family members, classmates next door neighbors co-workers that are without hope you know what the best thing you can do is carry the message of the gospel to them let them know there is hope and that hopes in Christ.